Hey friends, we are your hosts Leanne and Llewellyn and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. Um, We're in the middle of February. Happy uh, post-Valentine's Day, Llewellyn. Yeah, you too. Um, It's only a couple days ago and yeah, happy Valentine's Day everybody. Yeah. Post Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is one of those days where it's like as soon as it's over, the holiday doesn't exist anymore. Like it's yeah. just gone. Yeah. As opposed to like Christmas, like you could still get away with like a couple days being like, hey, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. Like you're still yeah. in that. But like Valentine's is very much like it's over. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah, I guess Um. I don't think we have anything. So let's just go ahead and do the episode recap. All right. Well, this week we watched... Season four, episode is this seven already. Yeah, seven. Mm-hmm. Wow, look at us. We're clicking through. Look at us. <laughs> it's not going to be what a happens you don't take 13 <laughs> breaks within the first four weeks, <laughs> right? Right. Um, all right. This one was titled The One Where Chandler Crosses the Line, written by Adam Chase, directed by Kevin Bright, and it originally aired on 11 13, 1997. Chandler kisses Kathy after thinking Joey has lost interest in her, and encouraged by an odd Phoebe, Ross debuts his keyboard sound, in air quotes, in public. <laughs> just, just I love that. this storyline uh, so much for Ross. <laughs> you do? Uh, I do. Anyways. All right. Because he's so out of touch with his own abilities, and it just makes me smile. Okay. Um, I figured you would like it because it's a, it's like a knock on Ross. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So let's start with it. Let's start with the Ross keyboard thing. Yeah. So we're in the apartment and Phoebe is, I assume, trying to write a song um, and she gets stuck. And so Ross gives her this little tip. He's like, why don't you do this? And he like sings a little like jingle, which mm-hmm. actually didn't sound bad what he did. Um, you would know. You're the expert in the singing category. Uh, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> you were classically trained. <laughs> that didn't sound bad. Let me be very I would clear. take it on good authority. Your yeah. good authority. Um, so she, and she's intrigued. She's like, oh, I didn't know you had this ability. He's like, yeah, I used to play the keyboard, you know, a little in high school. And then I really found my sound in college. <laughs> and Monica is just like appalled. I think she was drinking something and she like spit it up. Mm-hmm. Um and he was like, what was that for? And she's like, well, no one was allowed to hear your sound. Like, you locked yourself in the basement. Um, and he's just, he's, like, kind of tooting his own horn, but, like, he doesn't want to be, like, too glo- gloating about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Phoebe's, like, egging him on, like, oh, I want to hear it. She's like, play that funky music, white boy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, I could never. And they keep, like, she keeps encouraging him, and he's like, all right, fine. Let me go get my keyboard. Yeah, you could definitely tell he was, like, you didn't have to really twist his arm. He no. just wanted people yeah. to ask him yeah. to play it. Okay, so then we're back in the apartment, I believe, and the friends mm-hmm. are all gathered around um, to hear Ross play his keyboard. And he he keeps giving these, like, disclaimers. So, like, he'll play a note, and then he'll stop and say, oh, I've never played my stuff for anyone. It's It's about communicating very private emotions. Like, it's very private. And so they're like, okay, cool. And then he'll go to play one note, and then he'll stop again. <laughs> and he's like, think of my work as wordless sound poems. Oh, my gosh. I love it so much because you can tell he's nervous. And, like, those are really real feelings. Yes. Like, yes. sometimes it's easier to play in front of people you don't know because you don't care about their opinion. 
And so you're like, I could fail and it like, yeah, it would hurt, but it wouldn't really matter. Yeah. Whereas like, these are the people that are closest. Like I have to continue to see them from this moment on. Yeah. And so like, that is an accurate thing when you get nervous in front of people that you care about. And so he keeps like trying to justify what they're like, he's trying to quantify what they're about to listen to and like set up their expectations. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, so he keeps doing that. He'll keep playing out and he'll stop. And he does it like three or four times. And then Monica's like, just play already. Like, just do it. Um, so so he plays. <laughs> and I, I don't even know how to accurately describe to you guys. Like, you have to watch this episode if you have any time. Um, just so you can experience. Like, I wish I had like a sound clip that I could put into this I know. audio track so you guys could hear it. It's like it's like a sound a sound effects keyboard. Yeah. But that's all it is and then just strung together. Yeah. Like all of the sounds that are individual. So like in my mind I can hear it's like doom 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 doom. Yeah. The dumbest thing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Dumbest things. But he is And Ross is so animated. So he's so into it. He is like, he is getting it. Okay, you know who it reminded me of? Who? John Mayer. Have you ever seen him play his guitar when he's like really going in? No, I'm not a huge John Mayer fan. Okay. John, I haven't been for quite a while, but I've gone to his shows. I've seen him like on like videos playing music live in front of people and things like that. And like, If you watch his face as he's, like, stringing and, like, you know, playing his guitar, his face and his body, like, he's so animated in the way that he does it um, that it just made me think of, it just made me think of it because Ross is so animated as he's, like, his body's into it. He's, like, bouncing his head. He's just, he's in it. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, John Mayer does that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's so into it. And this whole time, like, the friends are, I think they're they're in awe, but they're also, like, like not in awe, like, a good awe, but, like, what is happening in Rachel. And I don't know if it was just her, supposed to be her character doing this or if Jennifer Aniston could not keep it together because mm-hmm. her hand was over her mouth the whole time. And yeah. she was trying not to crack up laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, they, but he gets done, and all of the friends have, like, a different reaction. Um, one of them's like, that was terrific. And Chandler yeah. is just like, really? And they're all like trying to think of something nice. And Chandler's like, it's really bitchin'. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like squinty eyed. Yeah. Like, bitchin'. <laughs> and then Phoebe was like, oh my gosh, wow, that was just wow. And then, yeah. and then Rachel, I think only to be rude and mean to him because they're still in that phase of like, we kind of hate Pettiness. each other. Yeah. Um, she's like, you really should play in public. Which we all know is, like, definitely shouldn't. Um, Yeah. But Ross is, like, super encouraged. And he's like, yeah. He's like, that's awesome. I didn't think it's... He's like, he was... I think he was surprised, too, in a way. Um, So he decides that he needs to get his helicopter sounds because he doesn't have them with him. So he gets up to leave. Um, He was genuinely thankful. Like, before he walked out the door, his, like, his, like, hand on his heart. Like, he was just, like so grateful for the feedback yeah yeah it was funny Uh, so he leaves and the first thing out of monica's mouth was god bless my dad for soundproofing that basement (laughs) 
and Rachel, I, Rachel is one of the funniest. She's like, um, she's like, I can't believe I let him touch me with those fingers. With those fingers. <laughs> As if his yes. fingers were the reason that sounded so bad. Uh, yes. Um, but then Phoebe, we find out Phoebe actually loved it. She thought it was so different from the stuff you usually hear. And Chandler graciously reminded her, oh, what, you mean music? <laughs> she was, like, so moved by it. So moved. She was like, it's so moving. Yeah. It was terrible. Um, so then a little while later, we're in the cafe. And as if it wasn't already bad enough, now we've gone, like, techno and robotic with his mm-hmm. sound. Um, so he's sitting where Phoebe usually does. He has a headset mic on. Um, mm-hmm. Like he is, he is into it, which I don't know why he needs that because it's a wordless song poem. So, yes, that's a great call out. Um, and the friends are sitting there listening, and Monica mentions, like, you know, there's a Starbucks three three blocks down. Do we want to go? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they ask Phoebe, you know, like, oh, you're up next. And she's like, no, I'm not. I I can't play. I can't follow Ross. It's like she and she made a stab at the the chimps. She said it's like the the monkey group that had to follow the Beatles. Um, <laughs> she's like, you just don't do that. <laughs> um, and then Monica like rem- like shows her. She's like, look, Phoebe, the place has emptied. Ross is so bad that people have literally left. And Phoebe's response is just, well, he's unappreciated for his in his own time. I yes. wish I could be that. <laughs> Um, and the girls are just so confused. They're just looking at her like, what, what is she even talking about? So they both kind of look at her like, all right, Phoebe, you really suck. Like you're, you're not that good to like try to, I don't know, encourage her in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, but then a little while later, Ross is playing again and Phoebe, and it's just Phoebe there this time. She's okay, just... wait, hold on. Before you like really move on, move on. Yeah. It made me um it made me just think of like artists in general. I feel like I feel like all the artists of old, like especially like painters and things like that, like a lot of them were not appreciated in their own time. Like we yeah. talk about artists now as if they were like the central celebrity figures of their craft in their day, but most of them died and then posthumously became Yeah like noticed and recognized and like the expert in their field or the ones that began new movements and things like that. So it's funny when um, Phoebe brings it up because it's very much like an artistry type uh, mindset. Oh yeah. She's like, oh, I'd give anything not to be appreciated in my own time. So I just thought that was really good. Yeah, that was good. Um, so we're in the cafe again. Phoebe is praising, basically praising Ross after he gets done. And um, he kind of sits down next to her and is like, uh, he's like, you know, you don't, you don't want to follow me and, you know, my, um, my talent. And um, Phoebe is just like, no, like I could never, I could never be, uh, I could never be as good as you. Like I'd just be dwarfed by your musical gift. Um, And he just, he, he's, I think he's trying to encourage her, but also, like, hype himself up at the same time. Because he just mentions how, you know, the intent of my music is to inspire people. It's not to, like, make you shy away. And so he Mm -hmm. offers to give up his music. Like, he's been doing it for a lifetime or something. Um, He's like, I'll give it up and I'll allow you to just, like, keep going. And she's like, I could never, I could never deprive the world of your music. 
And he is very quick, like he was earlier, to agree, like, no, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end, we're back in the cafe and Ross is playing. And to me, it sounded the same. But to Phoebe, she finally realizes that he <laughs> sucks and that he's lost it. Like, it's gone. Yeah. Um, and Ross comes over and agrees. He's like, yeah, I've just lost it. I mean, I guess I, I probably shouldn't even finish this set. Like, Phoebe, would you finish it for me? And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, of course I will. Um, and Rachel and Monica are, like, elated. They're like, oh, like, so you finally hear, basically. And he's like, oh, no, I, I played bad on purpose. And Monica's like, oh, the whole time? She's like, he's like, no, just that last song. <laughs> so Ross intentionally um... plays bad, in air quotes, on the last song so that Phoebe would get up and play again. He's like, yeah, as if I could lose it. <laughs> like, he's so prideful about <laughs> he it. Is. He's terrible. <laughs> Guys, if you don't do anything else, just go watch this episode for that alone. It's, it's so hilarious. good. Now, one call out I'd like to make is the fact that, like, okay, Ross plays his music for what appears to be the first time. Um, but like later on the series, we find out Chandler and Ross were in a band together in college. Oh, yeah, that's so right. it's not really quite accurate that Chandler is like hearing it for the first time. Now, I, I could argue with that a little bit and just saying like maybe he never heard that type of sound. But by the way the friends are asking, it makes it seem as if Ross has never played before and they're all, like, shocked, like, oh, you did that? And so that's when he brings his stuff in. So it's sort mm-hmm. of like, it is kind of like a, what do you call it? Um, like a plot hole, sort of, I guess, or like a gap. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it could also be, like, taken two different ways, I think. But just wanted to call that out, because technically Chandler has heard him play. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and that also shows that we do know the show, or at least you do. Just well, for anybody out there that doubted our trivia skills, our trivia would tell us otherwise. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. All right. So the really only other storyline in this whole episode, and because this is kind of where it, like the climax, I think, of this whole storyline is yeah. the thruple. Or if you haven't listened to our last two, that's Joey Chandler and Kathy. Um, okay, before you get into this, like, plot A, yeah. I kind of wanted to call out the fact that, like, in this version, like, in the cut DVD version of this episode, there are really only two plot points. And you're right. That plot A is the thruple, what we are coining as the thruple, at least. And then that second B plot, which is essentially Ross playing. But in the uncut DVD version of the episode... It features a subplot, so this would have been like a subplot C, where Rachel starts eating out by herself, and then she starts to enjoy it so much that she blows off a date with the doctor, and Monica later convinces Rachel to like change her mind, but the doctor silently like rebuffs her when he sees Rachel eating out by herself. So it's sort of like this woman empowerment, I'm single, I'm going to eat out by myself, and she starts to really like it. So there was supposed to be a third storyline, which I thought was, this is the first episode I think we've come across where there's only two storylines. So did Um, they ever say why they cut that storyline? Not that I I can see. Probably for time. Um, I mean, we, we 
there's a lot that happens within this A storyline. I mean, I have like a page and a half of notes. Yeah. Just on this single storyline. So probably just for time. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, episodes on TV are like 21 minutes and some odd seconds outside of commercials. So you have to squeeze a lot within a, a 20, you know, 21 to 24 minute period. Yeah. And it probably just wasn't priority. Yeah. And it didn't really further, like, none of that would have furthered on either of their stories. Yeah. You know, you're right. Like, when I was watching this episode earlier and I was taking notes, like, I was pretty deep. Like, like I had a lot of notes written down and I had paused it for a second to, like, catch something that I'd missed. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that I wasn't even halfway to the episode yet. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, I've written so many notes in a short span of time. So you're right. There was a lot happening. And yeah. really only two storylines. Right. I know it's strange. Wow. Anyways, the thruple. So the whole episode opens and Chandler walks into the apartment in his robe in the morning. And um, because apparently all of them are together in the morning. Um, and he's, he's like just over the top. He's like, I saw Kathy in the bathroom naked and it was torture. Um, and Ross made some funny joke and then he's like, and it, it, it was just, it was weird. It was like this weird energy. And I think Kathy might know that I like her. She may like me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, it was just, he jumps on the counter and he's like, it was just so much easier before when I didn't know what she looked like because I could just imagine that she had boils all over her body, <laughs> but no, yeah. there's no boils. She's no. smooth. <laughs> Yes. Um, so then he just, he gets up and he leaves the apartment. And I think it was Rachel. I don't know if it was Rachel or who it was, but she's like, did anybody else see up his robe? Because he had sat on the counter and his... Yes. Yeah. Which is just so awkward. Um, I thought that was so good. Like, they kind of completely missed the point of why he's coming in there to call out, like, did everybody else see up his robe? And everyone's like, yes! Like, that's what they were all focused on, even though Chandler is, like, struggling. Yeah, because they really didn't say much. Like, Ross made that one little joke, but that was it. That's so true. Yeah. So it was really quick, but it was funny. Um, So Chandler has seen Kathy naked, which does not help his love for her. Um, So then we're in the cafe, and Chandler walks in, and Joey, like, had just gotten off the phone with somebody, um... And Chandler had overheard him, and he, so he mentioned, he's like, oh, you're dating two girls? And he's like, yeah, I'm going on a date with Ka- or with Casey tonight. And so he thinks, like, oh, what happened to Kathy? And he's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do lunch with or an early dinner with Casey and then a late dinner with um, Kathy. Mm-hmm. And Chandler is, like, confused, but also, like, he just dislikes the idea. He's like, that's, like, not good. And so he's, like, kind of trying to convince him to, like, let it go with Kathy um, and I don't remember exactly what happened, but Joey, Joey's like, why are you so upset for me? And he's like, I'm, I'm upset for you having endless sex with an amount of endless beautiful women must be so unfulfilling. And he like hates what he even says. Like he makes this face of like, what did I just say to him? But he's trying to be supportive, but also like, he doesn't fully understand. Um, so then he tries to convince Joey. He's like, "Well, Kathy's not fulfilling your emotional needs. Like, right? Maybe you like should obviously, let it go with her. if you feel like yeah. if you feel like you have to be with two girls, then you're emotionally not being met, right? By the first one, <laughs> right? 
So he's, like, trying, like, sneakily trying to get Joey to just, like, break it off with Kathy. Um, He's being a little shady. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, it's time to settle down. Pick a choice. Choose a lane. And Joey's like, who's a lane? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's like, what? Um, So then a little while later, we're in the boys' apartments at night. Um, Chandler's watching Baywatch, as usual. Mm -hmm. Kathy comes in, waiting for Joey. Um, And and Chandler cracks a joke about, yeah, you just want to sit in the boat? He's like... Bauer Stern. I personally like the Stern of the boat. And it was just a really awkward moment. Um, and they're just like trying to talk, but it's not going. So the phone rings and Joey has car trouble and he mm-hmm. has to like walk to the nearest gas station to get um, transmission fluid or something. And he asked Chandler to ask or tell Kathy to wait to which Chandler's response, which I would have also responded. Why don't you just tell her yourself? Like she's right here. Um, right. But Joey didn't think he had enough time. He did, but he didn't. So he hangs up. And that's when Chandler's like, all right, cool. Joey's on his way. He's having some car trouble. And then, like, awkward interaction. Like, they don't really know what to say to each other. Um, mm-hmm. There's, like, this obvious tension in the air. So he mentions his haircut. He's like, yeah, I was supposed to get my haircut. But And she's like, oh, it looks great. Yeah, it didn't happen. So she offers mm-hmm. to cut it for him because she learned at a dog grooming school um, how to cut hair. Um, wait, did you mention how like Joey, it sounded like he cut out? Did I just completely miss that? No, I mean, I didn't go into depth on it, but okay. No, I just said it was really funny because he's like, I might not have much time. And he's like, Joey, Joey. And he's like, yeah, what's up? (laughs) It just like makes it seem like he cut out. He's like, oh, I thought you cut out. He's like, no, it seems like they're giving me an extra couple minutes. And then, like, it actually cuts actually out. Cut out. I just yeah. thought that was, I thought that was really, like, clever humor. Yeah, it was funny. I think I laughed out loud. It was pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, so she offers to cut his hair for him, and he agrees. So she's cutting his hair. She's done. And she's, like, massaging his scalp, which feels good anywhere. Like, anytime you get your hair oh, cut when they so do that. Good. I honestly, it's my favorite part. Yes, it's my favorite part, too. <laughs> It just feels so good. Um, but he is, like, really, like, loving the fact that she's touching him in any way. Um, mm-hmm. And you can, like, see it on his face. But then he, like, remem- like he remembers, I shouldn't be enjoying this. So he changes his attitude or whatever, like, kind of sits up. And she's like, okay, well, I think we're done. And so she starts blowing the hair off of his neck, which <laughs> Chandler also really likes. Because it's a very, like, <laughs> sexual gesture. Um, he's struggling. He like he, is. he likes it, but he also knows it's inappropriate. So like you can tell he's like his eyes are wide. Like oh my god, what do I do? Like mm-hmm. he keeps getting in these little situations where he's like, I-, I really like I don't know how to respond because we're not supposed yeah. to be. It's like, like he, liking each other. It's like he checks out because he really enjoys it, but then he like quickly remembers like oh my gosh, I can't enjoy that. Um, so she comes around the front and she's like playing with the front of his hair, which we all understand. Like she's checking both sides to make sure they're even. Yes. But the way she's doing it is like, you are, you are crossing a line, Kathy. Yeah. Um, she's getting really friendly up in there. Yeah. And there is like, there is, it's very obvious that there's chemistry between the two of them. Um, mm-hmm. And so they, they start to lean in cause they're like talking fades off. They start to lean in and right before they, are about to kiss the phone rings and he jumps up he's like oh that's probably joey that's probably joey so he answers it and we find out that 
he didn't need the fluid because he's missing his transmission from his car, <laughs> which only Joey would not know because um, your car would definitely not be running if you lost transmission. Um, right. But he thought he's he, like, I can't find it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah. So needless to say, he's canceling on Kathy um, for the night. Yeah. So she starts to leave and Chandler agrees. He's like, yeah, it's a good idea. You probably should go. So she le- she leaves and then he kind of just stands there for a minute and she knocks. He opens the door and she's like, I forgot my purse. But they're like real close, like yeah. super mm-hmm. close. Mm-hmm. And they make out or they, they start to make out and they they just go for it. So then they pull away and she's like, oh, my gosh, that was horrible. And he's like, what, the kiss or the situation? <laughs> she goes, the It's situation. a good clarifying moment, though, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, the situation, definitely the situation. She's like, I really did forget my purse. Um, and Ch- Chandler was just like, well, we have to swallow our feelings. Like, he's my best friend. I can't do this to him. Yeah. And Kathy mentions it. She's like, I like Joey a lot, but with you. And he's like, no, no, you're getting me confused. I'm starting to yearn. And so she just um, apologized, and she's like, no, you're right, you're right. Uh, let's just pretend like nothing happened. So she yeah. grabs her purse and leaves. But but the way Chandler says it, he's like, we're going to have to swallow our feelings even if we're unhappy forever. Sound good? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, he's hurting. He's trying to make it funny, but also, like, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, so he leans on the door, and he can hear her also on the other side. And he's mm-hmm. like, are you still on the other side of the door? And she's like, yeah. So he opens the door. No, she says no, oh. because she doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> right. She's like, no. <laughs> but alas, he opens the door and they make out again. Mm-hmm. Which is very, might I add, in the middle of the hallway, which any of the friends could have walked in at that moment. But obviously, they yeah. like the one time they don't. Right. Um. So then we come back again to the boys' apartment. Joey open tries to open the door, and it's locked with a little chain. <laughs> and he's like, man, I can't believe I locked myself out again, which we all know is not possible. It's um, so funny. Anyway, Chandler opens the door, and we realize that he furnished the entire apartment. Because if you don't remember, this was oh. right after they got robbed, like shortly after they yeah. got robbed, so they didn't have hardly anything. So he furnished the whole thing because he's feeling a bit guilty um yeah and joey joey just is over the moon he thinks he's the best friend ever he's like how did you possibly do this and he's like oh you know i drained my savings i'm 29 who needs one yeah um and this is when joey admits he's like you know i'm I'm taking your advice he's like i'm gonna focus on just one woman and chandler's like oh yeah really like it went that well with casey and he's like no i'm gonna focus on kathy and Chandler is desperate. He's, like, giving all these reasons why he should go back to Casey, why he should well, choose before her. Before he even gives the reasons, he's just like, Casey. He's like, no, Kathy. He's like, yeah, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> like he's trying to, like, psych Joey out <laughs> yeah. to, like, pick the other one. But it works in his opposite, where he, <laughs> Joey thinks that Chandler is in love with Casey, or likes Casey. And so he's yes. like, oh, I'll set you guys up. Oh, which is, like, he couldn't be getting further and further away from, like, yeah. center here. Yeah. And to be fair, Joey is very oblivious. Like, if you were yeah. truly his best That's friend, true. you would know by this point that there is something going on. Maybe, unless Chandler's just hiding it well and Joey's, like, 
not in it enough. Like if, if he's already looking outside of it too, he might not be like invested enough to That's realize true. it. Yeah. But I do love how he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to set you up with them. How does that feel? And Chandler's like, like all the pieces of my life are falling into place. Yeah. And the way that he said that reminded me of Jim Carrey. Yeah. I could see that. Like the, the animation of his mouth as he says it just in like the the cadence of his voice i was like oh my god that's very jim carrey-esque yeah um and very like him type humor i just thought that was so interesting because like around you know like around this time like um courtney cox goes into ace ventura filming so like it's not they're coming at they're like coming up at the same time like yeah. Jim Carrey's reaching like the peaks of his career in the next couple of years of filming, you know, and so it seemed very much like a Jim Carrey moment. Yeah, I love Jim Carrey so. <laughs> um, but fun fact: most of the furniture that Chandler buys in this episode is what remains in Joey's apartment until the end of the series. Oh, really? So, like, nice. we we I, I was kind of wondering before this episode, like, when do we kind of like get back to normal, like? when do we get back to it being furnished like and and that be it because we've been in this little like hiatus of furniture for i mean the whole first part of the series or uh um, season. sorry yeah. season um which is quite a i mean that's a pretty long overarching arc yeah um but with all of this furniture there's like a lot of stuff that happens to it i mean chandler separates the barca loungers um in the one with ross's denial and then um, because he takes one to Monica's apartment when he moves in with her, Joey breaks the second Barca lounger in the one where Rosita dies. Um, the first one having broken earlier in the same episode and Monica busts open the foosball table in the last one in 2004. Um, and that's to get the chicken, the duck out. Yeah. But yeah, so a lot happens with this furniture, but this is their furniture that Joey's going to take to the end. Well, it's kind of like a, like a sad point, but a, a cool point, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're only four seasons in, so that means, like, this stuff lasts this furniture lasts for the next six years. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, speaking of furniture, we're in the cafe, and Ross walks in and compliments Chandler on his wonderful furniture, and he's like, and uh, I think it was Monica, and he's like, Monica. Yeah, Joey has the best boyfriend ever. <laughs> and it's just so, like static um and then chandler just drops a truth bomb i yeah, kissed immediately Kathy. Amidst, yeah, yeah yeah so everyone's like super excited for them and he just is like solemnly i kissed kathy um and he's like do you think that there's any way that joey would understand and forgive me mm. and monica's response was well you clearly have never screwed over people or any of your friends which we appreciate yeah. because yeah. we're all your friends right um and then Ross with the with the Ooh, wisdom, the zinger. He's, yeah. he's like, well, you know, if you would have told him about how you felt about Kathy before you kissed her, he probably would have just stepped aside knowing who he like knowing Joey. Oh, and then but that's not it. That's not all. Then each of the friends agree with that statement. That, I mean, it's the worst moment, I think, on the whole oh, TV series. Oh. It was terrible. <laughs> it's the worst because, moment. Because then even Chandler or even Mon- or. Phoebe and Ross were like, yeah, I think we were just talking about it the other day. And it's like, why did nobody say this to Chandler when yeah. he was pleading and asking for all their advice leading up to this moment? That's so true. It's not like they hadn't seen each other. Like, 
Chandler was actively involved right. in this process and very verbal about it. Yes, yes, very verbal. And they could have at any point in time said, well, why don't you talk to him about it? Yeah, that's a good point. But they didn't. Um, <laughs> but the last thing Ross does before we pan away is he asks him if he can write a song about it. <laughs> because he's lovely keyboard skills. Sure, 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 sure. Um, but they, but all the friends are very adamant, especially yeah, Rachel. She's yeah. like, you have to, you have to tell him. Yeah. So we're back at the apartment, the boys' apartment, and Chandler tells Joey that he likes Kathy a lot, and like the okay. Time- but wait, really? I, I this drew my attention when um, when Chandler comes in. Joey is watching. Did you catch what he was watching? Mm-mm. Wonder Woman. <laughs> She's like my favorite. Oh. Um, so the TV show um, in the background, it's Wonder Woman 1975. Just fun fact. Um, so Chandler confesses that he likes Kathy a lot. Mm-hmm. And Joey is like kind about it. He's like, yeah, well, the timing couldn't be any better. Kathy broke up with me after acting class. And Chandler's like thrown off. He's like, oh, my gosh, are you OK? Like, is everything all right? And he's like, yeah. Um He's like, well, I thought, I thought she was just doing another scene. So there's a lot of people watching. Um, He's like, that's why I let people watch. <laughs> yeah, which is just so awkward. Although um, Chandler did seem really genuinely like sad for his friend. Yeah, he which did. is, which is good that they played him that way because normally, like, I feel like in shows they automatically play it like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, like they have to do like this flip, yeah, like the switch. You know, really quick, but they played him like, like the straight man, like yeah. genuinely, like, oh man, I'm so sorry, what happened? Yeah, without any like ulterior motive. Yeah, yeah. But Joey seems like he seems okay with it. Like, yeah, he's I don't good. mind like at all. He's like, just I'm, I'm like, just really glad that you came to me first, which is just Ooh. like a dig into Chandler <laughs> dagger. Um, and then he just mentions he's like, well, you might have your work cut out for for you because she seemed mm-hmm. like she's into another guy. And that's when Chandler's like, yeah, um, I'm the other guy. He's like, what are you yeah. talking about? And he's like, I'm the guy that likes her. Like, we we kissed. And mm. Joey is just so mad. So mad. He's like, you are so far past the line that you can't even see the line. The line is a dot to you. And he, and Chandler, like, you it's can just so see, like, the the frustrate like the frustrate you can see the frustration on joey and you can like feel that i felt the tension on on chandler it was like the whole weight of the world went on his shoulders mm-hmm. for doing this and so joey is just upset and he's yelling and he's like is that why you bought all this new stuff because yeah. you, you felt like ashamed for what you did and um then he the last oh, the line that he said you know he's like i i can't even enjoy this so he like flicks the tv off he's like everything in here is just tainted with your betrayal and yeah. he's like, the apartment is empty to me. He's like, I'll deal with you, but the apartment is empty. And it was genuine. I felt like his response was genuine. Um, I think Joey, I think Chandler, you could tell that Chandler was like, you know, what what is the word? Like a hung, like he was just hanging his head. Like you could definitely yeah. tell. Um, very, defeated. very defeated. Did you see... Um, so, because there's, like, all the furniture in the house, did you see what the Magnadoodle said? I didn't read what it said, what it said. It was like, I love you, man. And you could tell it was, like, that was definitely written from Chandler to Joey because there was a little, like, 
there was like a little um like cartoon face okay um at the beginning of the episode it read clean up the duck feathers in the hallway traeger (laughs) nice um or like it was from traeger like so he must have like come in which is interesting because why like he wasn't supposed to know about the pets Exactly. Um, but later on, then it changes to love, like uh, the I love you man um, with the little cartoon. Yeah. And I think it's because Which it's like another effort. Yeah. It's another effort for Chandler to like be on Joey's good side. Yeah. And like butter him up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we end. That's how we end like the, the, the storyline in this episode. Yeah. It was a very solemn like ending to before that actual like tag yeah you know like we already talked about the tag obviously but it was a very like the music was very solemn yeah it felt like what was your favorite scene oh man i know this one's there's a lot that happens in this episode there and, like, is the next one and like i don't know like like do i go funny do i go serious like i felt like i've gone serious the last few weeks um i feel like i've gone serious the last few weeks Maybe. Do you have one? I don't have one yet. I'm trying to think. Um. Okay. I guess like I I can't really give like a favorite whole scene, but I'll give like my favorite moments. But they're all like the same type of thing, and you'll get it when I explain it. So when Maras is playing his music, every single time he ends the 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 track like every song ends with the the key that has the explosion and then he like he waits for it he raises his hand and then he like closes it out like the way that his body (laughs) moves like when with his hand like you know that that song has wrapped up and he does it several times because it's like wait and wrapped like you can just tell that that's what he's doing with his hand it was like a whole Um, whole theatrical production yes wait for it yeah yeah so i thought it was super clever like every time a song ends it's always the explosion and the hand hold and then the like the hand sign out sort of so i guess it's not a scene but like i just loved how that's weaved throughout you know the episode in ross plane yeah um Ah, gosh. I think... I don't know, guys. I don't really have a favorite scene. Um, It's okay. I think um, I'll... I guess a favorite moment, the the first time that they hear Ross play, um, Mm. I think all of their reactions were perfect. Yeah. Because they all wanted to be nice because they're his friends, but they also couldn't believe what was coming out of their mouths. Um, so I'll say that the moment where they all kind of talked about how good he was, even though he wasn't good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like it. How would you rate it? Um, oh gosh. I think I'm just going to give this one a how you doing. Um, I think it's, oh. it's integral. Like it's a, it's an important one to watch in the storyline. Like if you're watching the storyline now, Obviously, Kathy is an endgame for Chandler, so it's not like, you know, a whole season or a whole show, like, important, but I think for this mm-hmm. season, it's important. Um, so I think that's definitely one that you should watch, especially in the storyline itself. Like, it's probably the highlight, highlight, the highlighted one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I thought, I mean, it was still funny. It, it was really weird that they cut out that third storyline. Cause like you said, like it's unusual to only have two. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was nothing in it that was like over the top, like pushed me towards the top of our rating scale, I guess. But, um, yeah, I'll stick with that. Okay. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to give it a seven, seven, seven. Nice. Um, I thought both of the storylines were really strong. Um, We had the culmination of, like, getting Kathy and Chandler together and the drama of Chandler and some, you know, that's obviously, like, a very real friendship point of contention. Like, that would that would also happen in real life where you're just, you mess up, you try and admit it to your friend, but like you don't know how to do it and you feel guilty. So you act out from feeling guilty and whether that comes out in a humorous way or not, like that's not the point. It's just like, I feel like it was very, at least a semblance of truth to reality um, that sometimes sitcoms like don't give. Um, And obviously Ross playing was hilarious. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right. Here we go. Post show wrap up trivia time. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, okay. Which animal ate Rachel's face cream? You know, I really wish they put like season numbers on here. I know. Face cream. When it, and it's not Marcel. You are correct. I am correct that it's not? Yes. Okay. I I mean, I just looked so I could tell you it wasn't, but... Um, Face cream. This is one of the later seasons. Okay. After Joey, or after um, Monica and Chandler are together. Monica and Chandler. Don't they get a dog at one point? Or, like, a dog, like, stumbles in? I don't... I think so. Is it the... Is it the dog, the duck, or the chick? one of those three. Oh, definitely the chick? Nope. Dang it. It's the duck. Yes. Man, okay. All right, this next one doesn't even seem fair because we're currently in this like season that this oh, happened. Well, good because <laughs> during a robbery in his own apartment, what was Joey locked into? <laughs> The entertainment system. Pew, pew, pew. We got one Yay. right, guys. <laughs> we got one right. Yes. All right. Um, that was okay. awesome. Okay. Um, I just, sorry. I just happened to look at the next one. And Go it's for literally it. a question about the next episode. Like, what we are about to watch. So, so I'm not going to do, do it on that episode. Do you want to do it on this episode? Get a little teaser for next week? And we can. A third one? Do it. Just go for it so that we don't miss it. All right. What did Ross give Rachel for Christmas that she then returned for store credit? (laughs) The necklace. A gold necklace. (laughs) That's awesome. I was like, that's funny. That's really good. Yeah. All right. Social media spotlight. Llewellyn, I know currently you're not on. Actually, I am. Social. Okay. You have to go to our platform and look at Mahir Timbadias. I did. Okay. Pe- I was hoping you would bring this one up. 
Oh, yes. Okay. Well, let me read through the first several and then yeah. we'll get down to his last comment. So okay. he said um, in episode 85, the one with uh, the one that we named this generation's Milton Burrell, the scene where Chandler hits himself with a drawer was, act- uh, was actually not planned and happened accidentally. It made the final cut because it looked quite well. Um, I think we did give that as like a little bit of like a fun fact at one point but just for those of you that may have missed that or maybe we even missed it and we just knew it and didn't say anything um that is very true it wasn't supposed to happen that way he also said stay safely in um because i was very sick 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 um and recover fast and i hope that you don't approach those days and feel pain llewellyn i think we're coming uh we talked about coming up against the one year anniversary is that right uh yeah i think you're right okay I think that's what we're referring to, and that's what he's referring to. Um, Please take care and be healthy and fine, both of you. Oh, thanks, Mir. So sweet. Um, And he says these references will be from episode 84, the one with the canoe. So thank you, Mahir. We really appreciate that. Now, Mahir sent us a – essentially one of those uh, dances that people do from Madagascar, right? From the song. Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think it's from and so he asked Llewellyn a question. So I'm going to have Llewellyn read the question um, <laughs> so that, so that yeah, so that you can share your response. I'll share my response. And then we'll make sure to share that video on our Instagram the day, like today, that it's when it's released. This yeah. episode is released. Um, so so he, that you can see what she's, like, we're all referencing. Yeah. So he sent us this video, this little reel. And then he said, Llewellyn, do you look a bit like the lady in this reel? I don't know why, but I have always thought that you look similar to her, guessing by your voice. Um, Isn't that interesting? Hold on, before you make your own comment, how you you make an assumption in your own brain based how people look, and then every time you meet those people in real life, you're so disappointed. (laughs) It's so true, because... um, I just have to be That's honest. not saying anything about you, Llewellyn. I just think I have I have heard that like I have done that in the past where I have this like brain think of what I think someone looks like. And then I see that I'm like, oh, like it's just a letdown. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, I I mean, I'm not going to say much, but no, I don't look anything like this person. Um, at least I don't think I do. Now, mind you, she is very clearly in a wedding dress. Um, I've never been in a wedding dress, so yeah, I I don't think I look like that. Um, so I I but I do appreciate I appreciate it. she's very pretty, so I appreciate that. Well, okay, she's got the dark hair. Yeah, but they um, don't know that I have is, dark hair. Well, they might from our um, our graphic because even though it's an animated version of the picture that we took. You have dark hair in it. Oh, that's true. Right? From our, the one with friends thumbnail. Yeah. Like our little podcast vision or visual. Um, And she looks in this video. She's also probably seven years younger than you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's very clearly like in her early 20s. She's definitely Gen Z and we are millennials to the core. Yeah. But I will say, I'll say, I'll say this because the video is, she like exudes a lot of joy in this video. Granted, she's doing the one of the TikTok dances, so I would understand uh-huh. why. And if That's she true. was getting married, like there's a reason to be joyful. 
Um, yeah. But, I mean, if we're, for somebody that doesn't know what I look like and they see this, like, I would, I'll take that as a compliment because I hope that I sound like Because you're not like that I'm... joyful. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call me out? Well, and how long have I known you? <laughs> is this why we don't live by each other anymore? This is why you won't transfer to the Nashville branch. Yeah. This is why you left working right next to me and moved. Wow. Anyways, we're getting way too into this. Thank you, Mihir. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But no, I do not look like this. But you can pretend if you want to, Mihir. Yeah. Just please don't be let down if you ever do sue me. Never visit in person. Uh, Okay. Let's move on to recommend to a friend. Uh, now, this is the yes. one that we bumped back from last week because tick, yeah. tick, boom. Tick, tick, boom, took over. Yeah. Took precedence. And if you guys have watched it, I want to know. Some messages. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, um, I'm going to keep repeating this. We want to hear your feedback if you um, participate in something that we've recommended to you and like how it turned out, what your feedback was. And then if you guys have any recommends to a friend as you figure out like apps that you like to use or TV shows or, I mean, you've heard the plethora of what we do on here. Um, Just send us yours like our way and then we'll be able to um, put them in when we don't have any. Yeah. So go ahead. All right. So for any of my musical friends out there, um, Mm. people that – not necessarily musicals, but, like, that like music and, like, playing music, singing music, whatever. Um, there's an app called Tenuto, T-E-N-U-T-O, and mm-hmm. it's, like, three or four bucks on the App Store. I'm assuming Google also has it if you have an Android phone. But it's basically... Like, one-time purchase or yeah, a subscription? Yeah, one-time purchase. Um, oh, cool. But it's basically, like, uh, how do I explain this? It helps... It's like a, it's a study tool essentially. So say you're taking, if you're in school and you're taking like music theory or you're learning an instrument, those types of things, like it gives you, um, little like exercises to do to help you like memorize things and remember things. Um, so like I'm currently taking piano lessons again and there's like a, um, like a keyboard identification. I love that journey for you. Thanks. Um, there's like a keyboard identification, so it'll give you a note on a, on like a staff or whatever, and you have to pick out what note it is, or it'll show you a keyboard and it'll say, it, it'll like highlight a thing and you have to tell them what note it is. So it's like a, it helps you learn as you're learning, basically. Um, and it gets harder from there. Like there's, it helps you identify chords and scales and intervals, and it has um, ear training. So it'll play a chord and it'll say, what chord is this? So as you're like going on your journey, like there's more for you to do. Um, And then, and so it has like for a piano, it has for guitar, it has for music theory, if you're learning how to read music, um, all different types of stuff. And it's like four bucks and it's yours forever. And it's really good. Um, Honestly, like when I just have like five minutes and I'm doing nothing, instead of going to like play a random game or scroll on social media, I'll just open it and like, try to figure out these notes for five minutes and it just helps me like keep that practice going if I don't have a chance to like actually sit down on my computer or my keyboard so if you're musically inclined and you're looking for something to have on your phone um, to help like sharpen your skills I would definitely recommend the Tenuto app 
Awesome. Yeah. I was just scrolling on social media for the last uh, <laughs> couple of <laughs> You're never going to let that down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, you're not. That sounds really cool. I'm really glad that you got back into, like, that you're actually taking piano lessons and stuff. And sounds like that app's really, like, really helpful. That's pretty cool. Thanks. How did you find it? Um, my teacher, my piano teacher told me about it. Oh, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Mine's really somber. Um, well, and I already knows this because we were talking before the episode about it. But on my way to work today, mm-hmm. my aunt texted me and told me that my Nana had passed. And um, so that kind of rounds out the last 14 months with my mom, my grandma, my great uncle, and now my Nana. And my Nana is my mom's mom. So it kind of feels like that's one less connection. Um, But one thing I was just talking to my sister about um, on the way home from work today, um, because I went home early, just because I just, I got the, I got the text like right before I I was pulling into my parking spot as I got the text. Um, And I was just telling my sister, like, obviously, even though I'm not grateful for the situation, what I'm grateful for is that with my mom having passed, I was able to see my Nana at my mom's memorial that me and my sister threw for her. Mm, Yeah. And I hadn't seen my Nana for like probably over 15 years. I mean, I've lived in Michigan. I went to school in Oklahoma. My Nana has lived in Arizona like the whole time. Um, But we just stopped taking family trips out there. And then she lived further and further from like even the family that's in Arizona. So for me as an adult to make that trip just really didn't make sense because it's like, am I going to stay with my cousins, like who I really haven't talked to either. So it was just, we didn't really go like see that side of the family very often. And so I hadn't seen my Nana in like over 15 years, I think. Um, And so what I was really grateful for my mom's memorial service that like, obviously she came and we got to like go out to dinner while they were there and hang out with her and talk to her. And um, I had just had like a couple of conversations with with her over the last couple of months, like via phone and text and, you know, just kind of, it gave me some of that, um, I guess, closure. I mean, it's kind of the same thing that had that had happened with my grandma. Um, There's a group of us that had went out to visit my grandma. And then after that, like a month later, she was gone. And I'm just so grateful for those moments where I wasn't like, Obviously, I wasn't expecting my grandma or now my Nana to, you know, pass away. But I was like so grateful in hindsight for the like the chance of having had gone and seen them at a time where I didn't know it would be so important Mm -hmm. and that I'd be like holding those memories. And so my recommend to a friend today is just to like text your loved ones text like if even if you don't talk to them very often I know the relationship between like grandkids and grand like grandparents is really weird because like they give you gifts but like you don't really reciprocate because like you're the kid you know like they're the ones that reach out on birthdays but like you have to be reminded to text them on theirs so like and that might be not be in every culture but especially for us like us you know us white people we (laughs) we are very individualistic in our in our lifestyles and livings like we don't live with multiple generations like some you know cultures do and obviously there's different sides to that but um I just say like text your grandparents text your aunt like I had a great conversation then with my aunt um today like me I mean I've texted her more in the last 
you know, since my mom passed because yeah. she was there and they didn't have a great relationship, my mom and her sister. They were both too stubborn and too prideful to, like, let bygones be bygones on some things. And so my aunt's living with a lot of, like, relational regret. And, guys, it's just not worth it. Like, the grudges, the the um, the anger, the disappointment, the um, hurt from lack of people having met your expectations of them. Like, you got to learn how to love them where they're at, forgive them for what they've done lower your expectations and just accept them. And so just, I recommend texting, text your family, text your siblings. I literally was bawling on my, on the phone with my sister, just being like, I'm so grateful that me and you get to do life together because we've had a lot of loss. And if I didn't have like a close sister or like, if I couldn't like know that she felt what I felt and I like at one point we didn't even have words. We just sat on the phone in silence and I'm like, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. So just, Text your loved ones. <laughs> yeah. Put aside your grudges. I know things can be painful and pride will keep you from a lot of really beautiful things. And so that's my recommend to a friend. So it's very somber, but but it's good. I've just experienced and you too. I mean, you Llewellyn as well. Like we have both experienced like deep loss in these yeah. last 14, 16 yeah. months, 18 months. And I, I would echo the, um, because mine was very similar to your, you know, your grandma and just that I had just seen my brother again in like, I mean, mine hadn't been 13 years, but um, it had been 13 years since all four of us kids were together. So yeah. that like, that is the last memory I have. Not, you know, 13 years ago at my grandma's funeral when we were all sad and really, we were all younger, didn't really right. care about being, being together. Like, no, I get the last memory of all of us in Florida you know, all doing our own things. And yeah, so I would agree. Text your loved ones, especially the ones that you haven't, especially the ones that are not at the top of your text list. Like, yes, go they, yeah. do a deep dive and text the ones that you haven't talked to in a while. Yeah. Love it. Well, thank you for giving us the space to be able to just share our hearts with you. So next week we are going to continue on a lot of this storyline um and we'll cover the one with chandler in a box the famous episode (laughs) love it all right friends we will see you next week on the one with friends podcast